What is up, guys? Welcome to Creeps in the Crypt. This is Eric. As always, I am joined by... Christian. And Sam. So, I have to know, do you guys like scary movies? What's your favorite scary movie? What? What's your favorite scary movie? My favorite version of Scream is from the Budweiser commercials in Scary Movie when they make fun of it. What's that? What's that? <laughs> Uh, that is that is my favorite, personally. I love that. But that leads us to... I never really got into like the ghost face, like Scream movies. That is easily one of my favorite movie really? franchises. Yes! Friday the 13th. Listen, Friday the 13th is always my I, favorite. I love me some Jason Voorhees. Mm-hmm. He's a personal favorite. I agree. Since the new one just came out, guys. And it is Fantastic. I haven't seen it yet. No spoilers. I, I won't. I, I've seen it twice. Damn, you've seen it twice? I've seen it twice. I saw it with my sister and my best friend. Mm-hmm. And then me and James saw it there on Saturday. So freaking good. He had never seen any of the screams. So I was like, why are we here? Why are we yes. here? <laughs> why did you just watch this? Sixth one, and there's like that's kind of gonna ruin all the. Uh, it, liter- it literally does. I won't ruin anything, but worry. it literally ruins every scream. That'd be like starting from like the middle of the Halloweens. I ah. mean, well, ha- okay, Halloween's like one of those where the continuity's all fucked up anyway. Yeah, it like there's one. I think it's like a the. Newer, the first new one they did does goes back to his like childhood or something. Yeah, I mean you have so the like Star Wars. Wars. I can't use Friday the Thirteenth because Jason was in fucking space and also <laughs> went to hell twice. So I, I, I can't yeah, really well, use. You those. have to remember, Jason and uh, the Evil Dead are in the same universe. So technically, Jason is a deadite from the Evil Dead series. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, so you have to realize, like, the Necronomicon is from Evil Dead is in the Jason movies. I didn't know that. Yeah, so Jason, I didn't know is, that a, Jason is canonically a deadite. Cool. I didn't know that. So, well, the Sam Raimi and I can't remember the director for Jason, but, or for Friday the 13th. No, 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 no. You're going to ruin it for me because I didn't know that. No. Well, it, it's, it's one of those, like, it's not technically said because it was two different studios doing the movies yeah. but what the it's fuck? like it's like a tip of the hat type yeah of thing. it is a tip of the hat what the hell i actually it's, I, it's I, like, I like the idea of that but i really don't like the fact that that's like they're connected yeah uh i'm just ready for bruce campbell to come back as ash williams but we're not here to talk about friday the 13th <laughs> or halloween or the evil dead we are here to talk about scream and a murder that in or scream inspired sc- this murder. scream inspired the murder is what i meant to say and what better time to talk about this murder as a couple weeks after scream six comes out yeah i mean there Y'all is no so better time. On time with stuff with your scheduling. Well, we schedule shit out a year, like a year in advance, and then well, we, we try can, to. yeah, and then we make edits based yeah. off of things going on. I think we bumped something for Project Bluebeam. Do you know how many times we, that you guys have edited the schedule? So many times. So many. You've you've edited that <laughs> so schedule many. so many times. So fucking many. <laughs> it's fine. But we have no new reviews this week, so guys, 
Get with it. Leave us a review. Do you not like us? Tell us you love us. You don't want to be our friends. Seriously, though. We'll be your we'll be your friends. Give us if you Tell listen us to us on to Apple Podcast. Leave us a review on Apple Podcast and rate the show. If you listen to us on Spotify, rate the show on Spotify. They don't have an option to leave reviews. And if you listen to us on a platform that lets you leave reviews, leave us a good review. And then screenshot it and send it to us. Yes, um, and we will read it on the show. And guys. It's that time where I want to make sure you guys are downloading the episodes so we know you're listening to them. Because how we plot things out is we look at what's been the most downloaded topics. So we kind of flow with what you guys are into. Mm -hmm. So if you guys like the show, make sure you download the episodes. That way we know. And make sure you vibe and party with you. So yeah, you guys are setting the tempo. We're just dancing to it. (laughs) Yep. So make sure your auto downloads are turned on on Apple Music or uh, iTunes or Apple Podcast. Uh, Download the show on Spotify or whatever platform you listen to us on. But without further ado, Sam, let's get into this. Now that my crypt keeping's done. (laughs) It's in crypt keeping. There's a very clean crypt right now. We do a very clean crypt. So this week we are diving into Cassie Joe Stoddart. Um, uh, this one, I didn't learn about this one until I started listening to Crime Junkie, and I was like, "Yes, I've I'm heard of it." For it, I uh, heard of it first on TikTok. Believe it or not, I believe that fully. Yeah. I'm surprised it didn't get during talk- the last Scream movie that came out. I was just about to say I'm surprised it didn't get talked about again, like during this one. Cause I didn't. I don't remember hearing about her last year. It's kind of a deep cut. What this case? Oh, yeah, it's a yeah. little bit of a deep cut. It, it's it's one of those like it bleeds into the horror community and yeah. the horror community bleeds into the true crime community. I personally, I enjoy this one. Well, morbidly at least. Whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I mean, it. It, I don't enjoy the fact that somebody was killed. Yeah, no, I don't enjoy that part. And these two guys are the biggest pieces of shit I've ever seen. The video. Yeah. And, I, and I'll comment more on that later. You're being so, a very bad intern right now, Lucy. You're our, not paying attention to the show. Our intern has uh, decided she wants to climb the window seal. Ma'am, this is a Wendy's. She said, give me my nuggets, bitch. She said, no, it's not no damn Wendy's. It's a Burger King, and I can have it my way. (laughs) Of course, when you try to take a picture, she jumps. I know. She literally jumped. (laughs) (laughs) I will send you that photo, Eric, because it's a live video, and all you see is her just like her tail like swish out of frame. So, Cassie Jo Stoddart was born in December of 1989 in Pocatello, Idaho. By the time she'd reached 16, she was described as artistic, had a love for music, she was responsible, did well in school, and was friends with just about everybody. Fast forward to September 22nd of 2006, Cassie was house-sitting for her aunt and uncle, Allison and Frank Contreras. She'd been trying to save up for a car, so she'd been babysitting when she was able to, and they offered her money to babysit, not babysit, uh, house-sit um, and tend to their dogs while they were out of town for, like, the night or the weekend or something like that. And... That night, she'd invited her boyfriend, Matt Beckham, over to her aunt and uncle's house. 
But when Matt got there, he wasn't alone. He'd brought his friends Tori Adamchik and Brian Draper along with him. They stayed to watch Kill Bill Volume 2, and then they left around 9.30. It was about halfway through the movie when Tori and Brian were like, mm, fuck this, we're, we're out, we're going to go to the theater and like go watch a movie. Shortly after the two boys left, about, about 15 minutes, Cassie and Matt started hearing strange noises coming from the basement. The couple decided to ignore the noises, which... In a horror movie, you never address this. You never address the noises ever. I period. Mean, even in real life, you just kind of like oh. try to rationalize. I didn't hear anything. I didn't see anything. I'm from like Appalachia. Us. I don't do that shit. That was like us during the Blood Moon Eclipse. I was watching Cannibal Holocaust, and she was in bed, <laughs> and <laughs> she was. Uh, she's like Eric. There's a fucking knocking on my nightstand, and I shit you not. No, there's not. I kept, <laughs> no, she straight up was like, "Come in here." It was just like on the nightstand. I went to sleep just fine. I was like setting up and I kept hearing it. I don't know. Was it your watch again? I don't know what it was. To this day, I don't know what the fuck it was. It was was during a blood moon. It was like that blood moon eclipse that we Uh had. Yeah. What was that? I was like, well, that's fucking weird. Yeah, I don't play that. I don't see anything. I don't hear anything. I'm from the mountains in Virginia. We don't do that shit. Yeah. Uh I went no night. I was like, whatever. Mm-mm. I don't play. Nope. What can you do? It's here. Oh, whatever. We we're gonna co. We can coexist. You don't. You know. You don't. That mess was kind of where I was. At. I was like, it's I time for bed. <laughs> Go to bed. It's time for bed. <laughs> Go to the guest room if you're gonna do that shit. <laughs> right. Slam man doors in my house. You don't pay any of these bills. Jesus <laughs> fuck. Sam, you would be the one to talk shit to a ghost. Did you just slam that fucking door? I know you ain't just slammed a door. That's my, my door. I paid for that door. You gonna give me ghost money? Yeah. Oh, you flickering those lights? You don't pay oh, that electric you bill. Pay that. <laughs> you don't pay that electric bill, Mister. It's like I'm fucking dead. I don't need the heat. <laughs> don't you be fucking with my heat. So, soon after the noises started. The lights in the house went out. All the power was cut to the house. It was off. And uh, when they came back on, one of the dogs kept staring at the door that led to the basement and barking and growling. Which at that point, I'm taking the dogs and I'm out. We out. You could, Whatever's down there can have the motherfucking house. I'm out. We're good. I'll catch you later. No. Matt called his mom to ask her if she would let him stay the night with Cassie and explain to her what was going on and in hopes that her, his mom would be like, yeah, you know, stay there so she feels safe. Um, Matt's mom said no, but she said that Cassie could stay the night at their house instead. And Cassie trying to be responsible and uphold her um, commitment to her aunt and uncle she said that she didn't feel right leaving the house and the dogs because she'd promised them that she'd take care of them. And uh, between ten thirty and eleven thirty, a lot of the source a lot of the source material said both times. So I'm gonna say in that window, that hour, Matt's mom came and picked him up. While on the way home. Matt called Tori and Brian to see what they were up to and if they, you know, like, wanted to meet up. But Tori 
when Tori picked up the phone call, he was whispering and told Matt that they were in a movie. And so Matt's like, okay, well, I'll just stay home then. No big deal. The next day, Matt and Tori met up. All the while, Matt's trying to call Cassie over and over and over again, and she's not answering. So the next day, we're on September 24th, 2006 now. Cassie's body was discovered when her aunt and uncle and 13-year-old cousin came home from their trip. She was dead for what? A couple days. Two days. The 13-year-old is actually the one that found Cassie. Ouch. Yeah. Cassie's body was covered in blood. It had multiple stab wounds and deep cuts just everywhere. The 911 call makes me think that Allison, Cassie's aunt, uh, didn't realize it was Cassie at first because the 911 call says, there's a dead girl on my floor. She's missing a finger. Um, as you hear someone, I'm just like screaming, crying in the background, like wailing. So. So her, she was so disfigured. I guess. And she was also two days post-mortem. So I'm sure that didn't help either. I've never seen a dead body, so I don't know. I've got her picture. Of her dead body? Yeah. Mm. Maybe later. (laughs) Put a pin in that? Put a pin in that. (laughs) I'll post it on the Instagram, everybody. I don't don't know how we get away with this. Okay. Uh, It's just a side profile of her back. Oh, okay. So that's... Okay. Idaho State Police Lieutenant Robert Roush. It's spelled like Roush Race. Roush. Roush. Racing. So that's how I'm going to say it. He rushed over to the Contreras house where he saw Cassie lying on the floor. And he said there was, quote, lots of blood everywhere. So I'm thinking this is like a true slasher film kind of slaying. Yeah. Wasn't she stabbed over 30 times? Approximately 30, 12 of which were fatal. They just don't know which one did it, did was the job. The, yeah, but 12 out of the 30 were f- presumed to be fatal. Like any one of those could have been the one. Well, Dave, it's not fucking ping pong. It's like fucking whack a mole. Yes, thank you. That was the game. Well, you know, like t- anytime we cover one of these stabbing murders, it. Takes me back to the Ed Kemper episode where he's talking about how, you know, it drops your blood pressure down and you just leak to death. Mm hmm. According to Idaho State Police Captain John Gansky, Cassie put up one hell of a fight. There was a ton of defensive wounds on her body. So good for her. Which is probably how she lost the finger. Probably. Depending on which finger it was. I mean, I guess any of them. Yeah. Yeah. So investigators couldn't find a murder weapon or weapons, as it turned out to be. Looks like she was stabbed with at least two different knives. Um, They also didn't see any sign of forced entry. And there wasn't a clear motive in Cassie's murder because she was so well liked in school. Another thing that baffled police were the power outages that occurred that night. They took fingerprints from the breaker box and pulled a clear set of prints that matched Anna's boyfriend. Anna is 
Cassie's mom. But he had an alibi for that night and said that his prints were there because he'd done some work there in the past. The murder shocked the small town of Pocatello because things like that just didn't happen there. And just a quick side note, I feel like the grisliest of murders are the happen in the town that are like, this never happens here. Is that just me? Well, or because like- <laughs> I feel like the area is not desensitized to it. I no, guess, right. yeah. If it was like in a city, like if it was in like the city in New York, oh, somebody was stabbed? Where? Okay, we'll just avoid that. I mean, I see next, videos like, on TikTok uh, where people are being beaten to death with bats in the street. What side of TikTok are you on? Uh, that's Twitter, I mean. Oh. Twitter. I don't go on Twitter. That place is weird now. Well, I mean, there's tons of like fight club things on there that I follow. Oh, I I don't. I follow all the crime stuff on there. Like crime watchers and stuff like that. So. I follow Destination Fear and those people. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Magic, The Gathering. I follow stuff like that. I don't ever go on my Twitter, though. So if you find me, that's cool. I Twitter, think my last tweet was from like I 2020. Don't, I don't really <laughs> go on there that often. I check it once a week. I don't, I don't post, do. I don't tweet, retweet anything, no. I don't look at well, anything. Well, I, I manage really. the show account, so yeah, I post for the show, but outside of that, like I'll post maybe once a week, maybe sometimes once a month. Yeah, I don't even... I just don't really like Twitter. It's a hellscape. Sounds like it. I, there's I mean, it's lots always of, been a hellscape, but... There are lots of things that wouldn't fly on, like instagram and facebook that are posted on twitter somehow though it's a lot of these meme accounts are posting a lot of fucked up shit on uh, instagram like death videos and stuff like that they're doing what posting like snuff videos what like just murders what hella murders yeah oh my god like i have a group chat that we all send them to each other what in the world? Yeah, I just watch people get murked half the time at work. I'm still unwell from that one that you showed me. Mm. Which one did I show you? The which one? That's the keyword there. Um, the gamer guy. Oh, like the guy blew half his head off. Oh, Jack. Oh yeah. I'm still unwell. I still really? think about that sometimes. Yes. Every now and then, I'll think about that one. I think about it probably more often than I should. Sometimes I'll just like pop in my brain and like, ugh. Ugh. Yeah, I forget most of them. That was on live, wasn't it? Yeah, that was on Facebook. Yeah. I was on Facebook live? Yeah, he he like blew his fucking head off on Facebook live. But we'll get more into that later. uh, Jesus. After the episode. Anyway, so when police. Sidebar. (laughs) Sorry for the tangent. When police contacted Matt to inform him that Cassie was dead, he was pretty emotionless. And that was a major red flag to police. Matt underwent a poly and ultimately passed with flying colors. But Matt. Yeah, his mom fucking picked him up. Well, yeah, yeah. He had an alibi. Well, the reason they were like suspicious about it was because he was like emotionless, but. Like, how old was he? Like, 16? He's sick, like, yeah. what emotions are you wanting him to show? Like, he's a 16-year-old boy. Yeah, it's not going to be like a 
murdered spouse or some shit. Yeah, you know? it's not the same. Thing. I mean, it's those girlfriend. Like, yeah, but it's like how his, long were they dating for? How how well did they know each other? Like, the I mean, yeah. I mean, still like that's so traumatic. I mean, was, yeah. I'm normally, sure. in a murder like that, you always because it it looks to me like a crime of passion. Yeah, I can see that. I know who most did it. stabbing. Yeah, I mean, we we all the three of us know who did it, and we'll reveal who did it in a minute. But um, it seems to me most stabbing murders are a crime of passion. Yeah, because it's up close and personal. Like you can't really. I mean, if you throw it, maybe, but like you can't. Not thirty times. I mean, yeah, look, like look at some of the cases that that are out there like this it's it's normally a crime of passion like a mm-hmm. spurned lover type of thing now granted it's it's a murder inspired by the the movie scream though so it's like slasher film so you can't really look at it in that same aspect but i'm going to i'm going to put that lens on it mm-hmm. but continue matt ended up telling police that they had Tori and Brian over to the house as well on the night in question. And that's what's that's what kind of broke open the case for police. Because once Matt passed that poly, they're like, Well fuck, where do we go now? Like the boyfriend had an al the mom's boyfriend had an alibi, Cassie's boyfriend had an alibi, like what the hell? The owners of the house had an alibi, they weren't right. even there. So uh, and then I think it I think it might have honestly been like a passing comment as like Matt's leaving the poly. He's like, Oh yeah, we had Tori and Brian over too. Like go question. And they're them. Like, Who the hell is Tori and Brian? Yeah. So like, all right. So Tori was then brought in for questioning the same day that Cassie's body was discovered. So like they're wasting zero time for, with this case. Yeah. Remember him, Brian and Matt were the last ones to see Cassie alive. And and Matt's mom, I'm assuming. But uh, Tori told detectives that him and Brian had gone over to the house at approximately 8.30 p.m. in hopes that there would be a party. You know, empty house, teenagers, yeah. house party. So they're hoping, I mean, that like... that makes sense. Okay. I mean, yeah. Raid, raid the adults like your cabinet. Throw a rager. Project X. Uh, right? Is that that? Project X, right? Yeah. 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 But when that never happened, Tori and Brian left to go see a movie, and the boys slept over at Tori's house. That's what Tori tells investigators. But when police asked him what movie him and Brian saw, Tori couldn't remember anything about it. They're like, well, what movie was it? Oh, well, I don't know. Well, can you know it was a, what it was about? No, I don't really remember. Well, who was in it? Who's acting in it? Oh, I, I don't really remember. I think they said, um, I think one of the articles said that they admit they had like smoked weed or something. They like smoked. I don't know. Um, but a fellow classmate of Tori, Matt, Brian and Cassie, who worked at the movie theater and was there the night of Cassie's murder. They said that the two boys were not at the theater that night. That's why you don't have an alibi like that. That can be not telling checked. you to get how get away with murder, but how to get away with murder. 
<laughs> yeah. You, that's an easily refutable yeah. like alibi. You, yeah. But what do you expect from a fucking 16-year-old? Dumb boy shit. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, we went to the movies. What movie did you see? I don't fucking know. Like, I was just hanging out. At least, like, look up what is playing and this what it's about. the days of the I am in, uh, I am BD, whatever it was. Not where even, the, Fandango movie. was a thing back in 2006. Oh, yeah. yeah it's not like shit. the old days where you had to call the movie theater yeah. and listen to the pre-recording. And even then, you can still just, like, give it a call. Something. Yeah, something. What was, what was the big movie playing in 2006? Um... And was there a screen out then? No. No. Let's see. September doesn't. It wasn't the Matrix. That no. Was, that, was, that had been done. Was any of the Harry Potters playing? Yeah, I think I so. Gonna, I was going to say Harry Potter. I have no idea. I think I had just moved. I was a month. After I moved out here. The, uh, did they start like the Avengers series? No. At that time, Transformers was out in 2006. Yeah. I fucks with Transformers. There's a new Transformers movie coming out. That's all I I want to see it. It looks so good. Yes. Dude, I remember being in middle school and going to watch Secret. Uh, what was it? Johnny Depp movie. Secret Window or Secret Garden. I remember. I watched that motherfucker like six times. Like that was like my go-to. We used to always rent that from Blockbuster. It was great. I just I'm not gonna ruin the I'm not gonna ruin the ending. Blockbuster was. I still have my Blockbuster card. My dad still has his. He's like, this is a relic, Christian. (laughs) (laughs) It's gonna be worth something one day. That made me laugh so hard. (laughs) She's like, this is a relic. So three days later, Brian was brought in for questioning. Police confronted Brian. So at this point, they had found out that the movie theater alibi is a no-go. It's a lie. They know it. So they confront Brian with this information. And they're like, we know you didn't go to the movies the night Cassie was murdered. Where were you? What were you doing? He told them that Tori and he were actually breaking into cars and didn't want to get in trouble. So that's why they said... They were at the movies. Uh, you know what? Solid alibi at that point. It's like, okay. But come out the gate with that, because that's... Anyway. They were setting Brian up to take a poly when he stopped. Brian stopped and said that he needed to speak with detectives. He's the one who eventually cracked and spilled everything to well, That's police. the thing. They, these, these two dickheads turned on each other immediately. Brian had to... Tell all this with his parents in the room, mind you. Because he's a minor. They're all 16. Mm -hmm. So he has to explain what happened that night with his parents in the room. That is is probably, honestly, worse than actually killing someone. No, it's not. I mean, like, embarrassment level-wise, like, I have to explain this in front of my parents. I have to go over how I stabbed this girl to death a shit ton. Gosh. Like, because, like, you have to, like, look at the... I can't. No. The Like, the, I mean, obviously murdering something's bad enough, but, like, admitting it in front of your parents and seeing their reaction to what you did. The secondhand embarrassment I have for Brian Draper. 
in this part. I, I don't have any sympathy for this piece of shit. No, I don't have sympathy. I have secondhand embarrassment. Because him having to, like, go through this detailed... Good. He should have to. He should. But, like, so I'm like, oh, my God. Could you imagine being in that... Oh. Could you imagine being his parents being like, what the fuck did we do to deserve yeah, this? Yeah, I mean, yes, I fucking I stabbed can. her a bunch, but it's whatever. I can feel the emotion of, like, being a parent of, like... Yeah. Listening to them say that. And I would just be like, what do Ooh. you mean? Why? Like... I just. What the fuck is wrong with you? I don't even know what I would do. I mean, the parent. I feel for the parents more than anything. Well, yeah. I too. All of them. Yeah. Everybody's mom. Everybody's little involved. fucking creeps. Just running around town plotting murders and shit. Because you know there was more than one yeah. they had plotted. I feel bad for We're Tori. We're going to get into that. I feel bad for Tori and Brian's mom. Yeah. And I like. Dad. Could. Yeah, I do, but I don't because, you know, they're making money off of books. What do you do at that point? Well, not proclaim them innocent. No. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's... Big, they fumbled that. But, so, Brian tells detectives, quote, it wasn't supposed to happen. It was supposed to be a joke. He then led police to a stash pile that the boys had buried in Black Rock Canyon. There were two dagger-style knives with their sheaths, a black and silver-handled knife with a smooth blade, a folding knife, and a red and white mask, latex gloves, and a videotape that contained footage of both boys explicitly planning Cassie's murder. So I am going to play that right now. Cringe. So this this first clip is going to be the night before... The murder. There should be no odd against killing people. I know it's a wrong thing, but hell, hell, you restrict somebody from it, they're gonna want it more. We found our victim, and Saz maybe she's our friend. But you know what? We all have to make sacrifices. Our first victim is going to be Cassie's daughter. She's going to be alone in a big, dark house out in the middle of nowhere. How perfect can you get? I, I mean, like, holy shit, dude. I'm horny just thinking about it. Hell yeah. I was 9.50. They're horny just thinking about it. I mean, for fuck's sake. I bet sake. they will regret to hear those because they probably heard that tape played so many times during the trial. And they're Ad like, nauseum. I sound like an idiot. I'm horny just thinking about it. Yep. I think that was Tori that said that. I heard the, I heard that. the uh, voice crack a little bit. Dude, I mean, for fuck's sake. that Like, how how incriminating can you make yourself? The, I... <laughs> <laughs> What are you gonna hold her head like hold her up in a photo like a damn fish? That would That's be- the secondhand embarrassment shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm the whole thing. I'm embarrassed for you. I mean, but fuck these pieces of shit too. Absolutely. This is like the beginning of like when they uh, started videoing stuff for social media, right? Well, that was these two dickheads thing. Well, they were like they documenting. Would, they would film everything. Uh huh. They were they were two like wannabe cinematographer type of kids, and they idiots. would just go and film everything. They're fucking idiots. 
yes. the last thing you do. And I'm not, I'm not. Like they were documenting their they, murder plans not, and everything. Yes, you idiot. I'm not glorifying what they did because it's awful. But how fucking stupid can you be? The most. How, like, you got yourself on video. There ain't shit well, that you can say. That's me. I know this is going to come up later. But I'm going to go ahead and discuss it. It's a very uh, Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold move. Because they documented all their sh- their bullshit, their prep runs, everything. It- it's really less of a love letter to Scream. Which, yes, that that's like kind of the basis for this whole thing. It's where they got the idea from. But it's more of a love letter to Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold. A thousand percent. Like, that, it just screams that cringy, fucking sociopath, psychopathic tendency. But even, like, in the movie Scream, like, it's filmed. Yeah. Like, there are parts where they were, like... Like there's cam. I mean, well, they wanted to be the star. Movie, they like- want, these two idiots wanted to be the star of the fucking movie, because in Scream, the, you don't know who Ghostface is. The sick of well, till the end. Right. But the these two idiots wanted like that whole thing, and they terrorized this poor girl by shutting the lights off and on and off and slamming doors and shit. The whole premise is to create as much terror as possible. Yeah. So yeah, in that way, yes, it's it's very much inspired by Scream, but at the heart of this is something much fucking darker. Oh yeah, we're gonna get into that. Let's get into it. So Brian initially told police that Tori was actually the one who stabbed Cassie, but he later admitted to taking part in it in fear that Tori would turn on him. I guess it murder him, too. I don't know. Is that really the worst outcome? Well, originally they were going to murder uh, the boyfriend, too. If they had to, yeah. Yeah. But uh, Cassie was the main, like, focal. He was just collateral damage. Yeah. But the video that police found was told a completely different story. You can hear Brian say, "Quote: Just killed Cassie. We let we just Actually, left her I have house." It. Okay. So I'm going to play them talking before that, mm-hmm. and then I'll play them talking after. So this is them on the way to Cassie's house. September twenty second, two thousand six. We know there's lots of doors. There, there's lots of places to hide. I locked the back doors. That's all locked. Now we just got to wait. So that's them talking after they leave to go to the movies. Mm-hmm. Now this just is Just killed Cassie. We just left her house. This is not a fucking joke. I'm I stabbed her in the throat and I saw her lifeless body just disappear. Dude, oh I just God. killed Cassie. Oh, oh fuck. That felt like it wasn't real. I mean, it went by so fast. Shut the fuck up. We got to get our act straight. Okay. They sound so fucking nerdy. Like, just punchable. Yeah. Like, we got to get our shit together, guys. That was Tori talking. 
he said they gotta get their shit together. And then Brian was the one that's like, oh shit, like. Tori's mother should have fucking swallowed. That's all I gotta fucking they say. They both should have been swallowed. Um, Brian goes on to say how they're going to make history by becoming notorious serial killers. They then reference infamous murderers such as the Hillside Stranglers, the Zodiac, and Ted Bundy. Tori called them, quote, amateurs compared to what they were going to be, which is fucking terrifying. They credited being inspired by Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold, who we obviously know who they are. Called it. <laughs> yeah. And the horror movie Scream. See, you know what's funny? I didn't even read these fucking notes. Well, it was mentioned in the video that we watched also yeah. that they but before I, before I even fucking watch that video, because I haven't done any research on this today. I've been playing Sea of Thieves. But... Uh, it just it, it really strikes a nerve because when I was doing criminal justice, I wrote my thesis on Columbine. So mm-hmm. it, it just really gives that fucking sting of that. Yeah, I mean it. Yeah. Brian is also heard on tape saying, quote, I feel like I want to kill somebody. Uh, I know that's not normal, but what the hell? Yeah, that's the first clip I played. Yeah. You can hear one of the boys saying, quote, we're six psychopaths who get pleasure out of killing other people. We want to be just like Scream. And this video is still like on YouTube. The sad reality is is that you can be famous for murdering people. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we're part of the problem here. We are giving these assholes credence, but... They're assholes. These people are stupid, sick, twisted assholes that think it's okay to take human life. And it's not. No. And that's the main thing to remember. But at the end of the day, we're still talking about these two fucking idiots. Yeah. But we're not naming the episode. No. Tori and Brian. We're naming it Cassie Joe's daughter. Yeah. That, so, she's the focus of this. Yeah. We save that for the serial killers. <laughs> Ones who really matter. Yeah. Just kidding. Not these two dickheads. <laughs> yeah. So before we dive more into the night Cassie was murdered, we're gonna go we're gonna back it up and begin that day. So it's a Friday. Friday tw- the September twenty second was a Friday. So at eight twenty eight AM at Pocatello High School, Cassie was captured on video. Uh I believe it was part of the tape that was found in Black Rock Canyon. They had uh, or, whoever was the camera guy. I can't remember which one was it. Had a fascination with her. She was the subject for a lot of film. Yeah, it just get, kept grow, like progressing like to be more and more. Her Cassie. opening her locker and closing her locker, and just in class, like whoever the main cinematographer was for these two idiots uh, was fixated on her. Absolutely. Which leads me to the whole crime of passion thing. I think just pent up jealousy that he couldn't be with her or some shit like that. Some weird fan behavior. Because if, if he was to like really go the slasher route or the scream route or whatever, he probably would have just slit her throat. Yeah, but Scream doesn't just and out. He's like, yeah. <laughs> but 
30 times is a fuck ton. They, that is. Hmm? There were two of them. Yeah. There was, but. So let, we'll, we'll split on the middle and say 15 each. But. Whoever was driving the bus, whichever one it was, I would say had a fascination with Cassie. Um, dare I say, like, lustful fixation. Which could be why they didn't mind if they had to like, why pick murder. Her? Why pick her? They're in her friend circle. Mm-hmm. So, clearly... They're gravitating. One of them's gravitating towards her, is a romantic interest, and can't have her. So she, yeah, she's unattainable. There you go. That's yeah. why she died, in my opinion. Possibly. And I hate to break that this early off in here, but that's where I'm at with it. So in the video, Cassie is putting her books in her locker. She's wearing jeans, a green t-shirt, and a white jacket, and she looks over to the camera and says hi while she's unpacking her books. The video cuts to the two boys in the library making their death list and discussing their plans for that night. And then, um, I don't know if you played this part yet, or if you have it, um, where Brian's on screen saying, I'm sorry to Cassie's family, but she had to be the one. We have to stick to the plan. And then it cuts to them in the car and Brian saying, unfortunately, we have the grueling task of killing our friends. I don't have that clip, but I'll get it and post it on Instagram. Like <laughs> the fact that they want to burden, kill their This is the cross we bear. I feel like they killed their friends to... Because they were the easiest targets. Yeah. I mean, in a way, too, because it's like... Most unsuspecting. Yeah. They're the closest to them. It's their practice. Which shows how weak and fucking cowardly these two pieces of shit are. For sure. Be Because they're predators, but they're wolves in sheep's clothing, essentially. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're... They want to be these like grandiose serial killers that rival Ted Bundy and all the greats of serial killing, which I hate to put it like that, but that's that's what the what marker we that have made them to be. Yeah, they're boogeymen, and these two are the biggest fucking duds ever. They get caught on their first kill, uh, and immediately flip on each other. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they're having to kill their own friends, the reason that the whole reason serial killers get away with it for so long is that none of their targets know who the fuck they are. At least not their, well, maybe sometimes their first ones, but they're not directly. Very rarely would it be like somebody that they knew. Right. And it's not unheard of. It's an unsuspecting person. Right. Nine times out of ten. Right. It is stranger kills. That they can't link up and there's no MO or whatever. Right. The second that the MO gets solved, it's pretty much nearing the end. Yeah. There's the light at the end of the tunnel has been reached. So these guys got figured out immediately. For sure. Within 72 hours. Oh, Cassie's 
discovery of Cassie's body, they were like, these are our guys. I mean, it was a done deal. According to Justin Sands, who was one of Cassie's friends who sat next to her in English that day, it seemed like a normal day. He said, quote, I remember, I remember being in class with her. Yeah, I just remember being, it was a normal day. If I would have known it was her last day, I would have treated that day different, which is I mean, she was well, She was well-liked. Yeah. Know? Cassie's mom, Anna, picked up Cassie and Matt from school around 3.45 p.m. and dropped them off at Allison and Frank's house around 5.30 Anna checked in with Cassie around 9.30 p.m. And she said that they were just watching movies and that Cassie would call her mom back the next day. And that was the last time Anna talked to her daughter. Just half an hour later is when the strange noises began and the lights went out. Around 12.30 a.m., so that would be Saturday after midnight, um, Matt tried to call Cassie, but she didn't answer. She's already dead. Tori and Brian had started a death list that consisted of several of their friends and classmates. And one of the names, the, the top of the list was Cassie's. During the couple of hours that the two boys were over at the house with Cassie and Matt, they'd gone down into the basement, unlocked the exterior door so they could sneak back in later that same night and just kind of get a feel for the layout of the house when they left what they actually did was they drove up the road a little ways parked put on dark clothes gloves and masks say these horrific black or uh, red and white so masks. the masks look like something you get from a yeah kind of something you'd get from like michael's or something is like a marionette's mask yeah but like it was a like blah like, kind of like uh, Jabberwockies from... Yes. Yeah. But bloody. Yeah, they had, like, blood leaking from the eyes and shit. Oh. Very cringy. Very fucking cringy. I would still shit my pants if I looked out my window and saw that. Oh. 100% yeah. would defecate myself. Well, I wouldn't. I would grab my gun and fucking load it on them, but... Oh, well, yeah, but, like, so that shock factor of a face in the window, that's not yours... Tori and Brian proceeded to start making loud noises and efforts to lure the couple down to the basement to, quote, scare them. But when that didn't happen or that didn't work, they found the circuit breaker and turned off all the power to the house. This is when Matt called his mom to ask if he could stay at the house with Cassie to help her feel safer. And she said no, just for like a point of reference. Um, then Matt had called Tori and said he was whispering and Matt assumed they were in, still in the theater. This phone call made the boys realize that Cassie would be in the house alone and now would be the perfect time to strike. But in reality, they were still in the basement. They cut the power off to the home for a second time, hoping that Cassie would come downstairs to see what was going on. When she didn't, the boys took matters into their own hands and went upstairs into the home. Brian had one of the daggers and Tori had the hunting knife. Once they were in the main part of the home, Brian opened and slammed shut a closet door hoping to startle Cassie awake, which how she was 
asleep on the couch just after all that had happened by herself, I will never know. I can barely sleep when I'm home alone. And I sleep just fine. I don't know. know. (laughs) (laughs) I sleep just fine. Dances with ghosts over here. Yep. Big old, say, okay, good night. It's never bad. I'd be a big old scaredy cat if shit like that, all like I horror is, movie stuff. I I wouldn't even be there anymore. I'd be out. All I need is my intern, and I'm good. She's the good protector, uh, even though she's not in here anymore. There really. hasn't been a horror movie that's kept me up in a long, long time. Yeah. Slasher films don't do it for me. No, slasher no. films don't keep it's, me up. There, okay, there was one that. Like, side note, there was one that I woke up in the middle of watching, and I think you had put on Shudder or something. You were asleep on the couch, and I watched some of it, and it was brutal as hell. And I was like, what the fuck? And then I, I, I turned the TV off, and I remember, I kind of vividly remember it, but it was like, I don't know what the movie was. It was in French. So I'm not really sure what the fuck they were saying. <laughs> it was in French. But there was some fucked up shit going on. There were some fingers getting hacked off and shit. And I was like, you know what? It's time for bed. Well, you have to remember back in the uh, early 2000s, horror was just murder porn. So you had like Hostel and all this shit. Oh, out. Saw. So all I the Saw them. movies were coming out back then. All uh, Hostel, all that shit. So, I mean, it's effectively murder porn is what it is. Yeah. Just gruesome as fuck, it, just for the sake of being gruesome. Well, yeah, that's what the slasher films are for. They well, mean. this isn't even a slasher. I mean, it's torture porn. It's yeah. like, let, let's break a human body as far as we humanly can and then degrade the psyche of everyone watching. Like, look at a Serbian film, for Christ's sake. I've, I am proud to say I've never watched a Serbian film. Um, I recommend it. Is is just like one of those movies that's like, oh, this is like really fucked up and this is the limit of human consumption on gore. It's human, yeah. like, it, it, it's twisted. It's fucking twisted. If you're looking for... I can deal with like twisted... It's- it's when they start bringing in, like, vomit and shit like that. Like, I can't watch that. Mm-mm. I'm can't. a sympathetic puker. I can't do that. Blood I can deal with. Blood doesn't bother me. I can easily watch someone be, like, disemboweled in a movie, but if throw up, no. See, that doesn't bother me. See, the that shit, The shit me. that fucks me up is the psychological stuff. Really? Yeah. I can, I can deal with that all day long. It's the trauma. Is that what it is? Could be, because I'm fine with it. Are we just psychologically not available? When I say psychological, what are you guys thinking? I'm thinking, like, when lights are, like, flickering and turning off and stuff like that. That's, like, jump scare stuff. So, I will say this. Eric knows this. There is a movie that freaked me out where the point where I couldn't sleep at night for, like, a long time. And it was, what, Haunted House on the Hill? And it's House on Haunted Hill, the remake with Jeffrey Rush. 
It's it is a personal sh- fucking favorite it's movie. It's the of mine. shake of the doctor. And you guys will have to, if you don't know the movie. Is that the one you showed me? Yeah, yes. Where, where they that, actually, so they film that scene that's in reverse. Tra- yes. In reverse. That traumatizes me. I don't like that. That's the only way that they can make that as like the, creepy as humanly possible. That shit, like, I've also watched the, is it House on Haunted Hill where the one with the burned up nurses and stuff? That's Silent Hill. Silent Hill, I've watched. That freaks me out a little bit because it's the movements that freak me it, out. It's the uncanny yeah. valley. It, it's human, but it's not human at the same time. That bothers me. So uncanny valley shit is like kind of what I'm talking about with like, like psychological. Yeah, but I think when you say psychological, I'm thinking about like when they're like no, the you're Twilight thinking, Zone and them like freaking you out with like something. No, that, no. When I say psychological, it plays on what's really happening and what's not. Technically, you could say Inception is a psychological horror film because you truly don't know where the dream is and where it's not. Shutter Island can be one, right? Shutter Island is another psychological horror film. I love Shutter Island. I love Shutter Island. So that's what I'm talking about. It's like, is this a fever dream or is this like what's really happening here? Right. Yeah. Um, Jacob's Ladder is a personal fucking favorite of mine. I've never seen it. What really? I haven't watched it. In a long you time. should watch it. Um, I can't just give it a. I can't give it a description without giving the fucking plot away. But but you you just don't know what the fuck's happening. This is a wonderful opportunity for you guys to tell us about some of the horror movies that you guys like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm a huge fan of horror cinema. I just I just watched Last Night in Soho the other night. Great fucking film. Great fucking film. Sorry to get off topic with horror films, but Sam, continue. <laughs> I mean, we Sidebar. Are t- there have been so many this episode. I know. Yeah, we are literally just off the rails here. But when you talk about a murder that was inspired by a horror film, you're going to get that bleed over. So when Cassie didn't wake up after Brian had opened and slammed shut the closet door... They just went in on stabbing Cassie. Like, they just wasted no time. And... They butchered her. They stabbed her upwards of 30 times. Forensic pathologist Dr. Charles Garrison testified that most of the wounds landed on the right ventricle of Cassie's heart. And when the boys were done, they just left. Left her body to bleed out, like... Obviously, she wasn't alive when they left her. Well, they you hear them say that we watched her disappear. Mm-hmm. They watched the life fade from her. Yeah. They didn't they, leave, they didn't she leave till she was dead. They didn't just leave her to bleed out. She yeah. was she was gone. Yeah. When he stabbed her in the throat, it was it was over. And they kept stabbing mm-hmm. and kept stabbing. The fact that most of the wounds were on this in the same area. Leads me to believe that one person did most of that. But there is a wound in her back in the photo that I have. I would say that could be from the other. Do you think the one in the throat was the mercy killing one? Mm. Well, there are 12 stab wounds that were fatal. Were fatal. Oh, okay. So there's no telling. I mean, they lit which her one up. came first. Oh, okay. Yeah. I would say the throat was probably the ending. That, that's what I'm saying. Was that like the mercy? Like, there was no, there was mercy. no mercy in that. Well, there she, was, was no she mercy. already gone? Oh, yeah. 
So we they have no. That, they did that as a. I would say they stabbed her in the throat, and that was like her final breath. That was like the last one. That that was seemed like to be the last one to me because. I guess here I'll show you guys right now the. This is the photo. There's she's still bleeding out on the fucking uh, wow. autopsy table. So, it's her on her left side, and there's just blood all over the the examination table. Mm. So, and she had been dead for like two days, right? Yeah. yeah. So there's just all this like oh, mm. there's no telling. Like you can see. There's a stab wound in her left shoulder uh, on the back. I wonder if she rolled over to, like, stop somebody and then somebody got her, like, in the back. Well, there's I also know. bloody, hand, like, a handprint on her yeah. left ab, uh, left lower back. Animals. On April 17th, 2007, Brian Draper was found guilty of first-degree murder and conspiracy to commit murder. Cassie's grandfather, Paul Cisneros, said, quote, one down, one more to go at the time of Brian's conviction. Cassie's mother, Anna Stoddart, says, I'm just happy my baby got her justice. Tori Adamchick's trial began on May 31st, 2007, and he was also convicted on the same charges on June 8th, 2007. So wow, that lasted like a fucking week. Yeah, I was gonna say they, they <laughs> deliberated barely. Yeah. They're like, he did it. Yeah, we're good. We, yeah. we don't need lunch. Yeah. Both boys received life sentences without the possibility of parole, plus 30 years to life for conspiracy slash premeditation of the murder in August of 2007. Tori and Brian are serving their sentences at the Idaho State Correctional Institution. In September of 2010, an appeal was filed on Tori's behalf and one for Brian in April of 2011. They were denied, of course, but as of May 2021, they're still trying to appeal their convictions to higher courts. I believe Brian is the one who wants his conviction um, not overturned. They used another word. Uh, it Altered. escapes me now. It better not be expunged. No, it's not. Is it I don't altered? think it's that. No. Um, maybe it is altered. I would say altered. I thought I could or remember. Or reconsidered it. or something. Reconsidered. That's yeah. it. Because he's he served what? Ten? He, they've served a little over ten. No. Right now, now they've served almost 20 years. In three it? years, it'll In be 2006? 20. Yeah. Yeah. Is when they were... Well... 2007 is when they were sentenced. So well, they only waited three years to ask for a, like it to be altered. What's sad is these that. guys are our fucking age, too. Yeah. Like, this all happened when we were in school. Yeah. Crazy. Brian agreed to an interview 15 years later after the murder and said, quote, I felt like a nobody, and I felt like I'd be somebody if I did something, you know, big and bad. 
He went on to say that he had a stutter as a teen and never felt like he fit in with the other kids his age. He also said that he regrets killing Cassie every day of his life. As you fucking should. You giant sack of useless flesh. I feel like he is the Dylan Klebold in this situation. I do feel that. Really? Yeah, I I don't think he was the one driving the bus. Yeah, I feel like... And he went along with it. But he was on the bus. Yeah, Yeah. but look at how... He put out the stop sign. He cracked. Look at how cult leaders fucking do their I shit. I understand, but they go I down with like, the ship. I feel like he should absolutely you well, go down with the ship. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying here is charisma can go a long fucking way and when you attract a somebody that feels like a nobody and make them feel important, you can get them to do damn near whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, you make a beta feel like an alpha and they think they're fucking 10 foot tall and bulletproof. And they're not. No, well, he's the only one who showed any remorse that I can actually see. Yeah. Well, didn't in his interview he said the uh, the other kid was like killing cats and like buried a cat up to its neck and ran it over with a car or some shit. Yeah. A lawnmower, Eric. A uh, lawnmower ran it over with a lawnmower. Yeah. Um. Fuck Tori. Yeah. You can die. You can serve that life sentence. Hope you drop the soap. Somebody should run him over with a lawnmower. That's all I'm saying. I'll volunteer as tribute for that. Just. Take a bush hog and just... Call it community service. Yeah. Bring back the firing squad. Public safety. Mm. That's more like it. Animal safety. You know, I hate to say it, but they should bring back public executions. I'd buy a ticket. They, I mean, they were all the rage. Bread and circuses, man. They're integral to any society. Bread and circuses. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean... Public executions would be circuses. F- absolutely. Could you imagine? In our society? I, I think it'd be it, televised. I, it, it, yeah. it would be televised. But it'd be live streamed. Pay for view. Yeah, there would be a lot of naysayers, though. There's naysayers everywhere. Well, there's the people there's that want to abolish the death with, penalty. Yeah. Texas put a fucking express lane in for you. I've driven past a Texas prison that had death row when we were in Houston. It'll just be a matter of time till they slow that down. Yeah. Well, it's all uh, systems go right now. Yeah. Well, they they got in trouble recently for trying to execute a mentally disabled person, apparently. So. I didn't hear about that. Yeah, that was something that, but I I think that got appealed. So, I'm sure, like, to go through the actual execution process, they actually have to. It's not like the Green Mile; like, they have to go through like certain. It, mm-hmm. it has to go all the way to the end, and there'd be no chances of like them getting appealed or anything like that. It, all options have to be exhausted. The sad thing is, the system is not perfect. It, it's not. Well, no, nothing's perfect. And you know, we're kind of getting into like social shit right now but the amount of people that have been sentenced to death and it comes out years later that they were innocent the entire time i mean that sucks and it happens more than you'd think that's human nature oh probably not it probably happens a lot yeah mistake so they're that's a big boo-boo and it leads credence to like the people that want to abolish the death penalty but like if you spent 
45 years in prison and you were innocent the entire time. There's no amount of reparations that can give you that 45 years back. It's, That's your whole life. Yeah. It's, it, it sucks. It, yeah. it just sucks. And it's not a perfect system, but I am so glad that they put these two jackasses behind bars for life. And then some, and that's where they need to sit and rot. Honestly, I mean, it's not, I know it's not my tax dollars. Idaho's tax dollars, but no one's tax dollars should be wasted on murderers. No. But, but that's my opinion. Yeah. I'm gonna the, my these guys that. need to uh, need to sit and think for a long, long time. They're they thinking about that. One of them might be. Brian claims he does, which, okay, yes, you have your whole, the rest, literally 70 years. Sometimes I think, like, life imprisonment is the worst punishment than death, but. I mean, it's definitely harder than the death penalty, but at the same time, you're taking up space that you don't really deserve. Yeah. The other option is just leave him in solitary and let him go insane. He was already there. One of them was for sure. I think they're both unhinged. I think one pushed the other to full unhinged. And it wasn't that far of a push. It's that old saying, if your friend says they're going to jump off a bridge, would you jump off a bridge too? Nope. Yeah, And that's how I know I'm not crazy. Yeah, I'm good on that. Well. Well, I think that's it for the Scream uh, murders, guys. Or murder. But I'd be interested to see who else they had on that list. other Like, in order. Because you know they're going to kill in that order to follow the script. Yeah, I wonder who'd be their Sidney Prescott. Oh, God. Well, we'll leave you to ponder that. Ponder away and let us know what you think. All right, Christian, it's time for your weekly duties. For you to interrupt me? No, not <laughs> not tonight. I did that. I dropped. I did my crib keeping at the start of the episode. Well, that's good. Uh, we love you guys so much, and we appreciate you. If you would like to return that appreciation and love, we would greatly appreciate any love and follows as downloads, likes, shares reviews we like all of that please make sure you guys are following us on instagram facebook make sure you guys can uh, interact with us if like we were talking tonight with like scary movies and stuff let us know what you guys like your favorite scary movie like any of them what and some of them we may never have seen uh make sure you guys are following us on tiktok and twitter and make sure you guys are downloading and sharing the show and we love you guys so 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 much and we are we're getting close we're getting so so close to that favorite time of the year it's the most wonderful time but we get a lot of summer slaughter yes yeah but we get a lot of stuff in between there so make sure you guys are following us and we love you guys. And thank you guys for answering the poll I put up on our Instagram. Um, I will be doing it one more time just to confirm the votes. And that will kind of tell us what we have a couple openings for leading up to Summer Slaughter. So whatever you guys want to listen to, we will 
put out there, uh, depending on what gets the most votes. So I like to do it kind of as a double poll. So paranormal so far is in the lead though, with, uh, 10 votes on that, but true crime was close second and then cryptids and UFOs were last. What? Yeah. Cryptids were last? No, UFOs were oh, last. Oh, UFOs were last. Cryptids were second to last, though. That's wild. <laughs> Why? I want to crack open those cryptid towers. Well, I have a cryptid planned Good. coming up. So yeah. I don't know if it'll be a popular one, but it's going to be one of those deep cut cryptids. I don't care. So Still love them. Hope, hope you guys enjoy that. I add them to my pet list. But next week we are possibly doing Betty and Barney Hill. So I think, I think it's a go on that. So be on the lookout for the first real documented case of abduction in the United States. It's pretty wild tale and we'll see you guys next Friday. Stay creepy. Stay spooky. Bye. Bye guys.